The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording this episode on Thursday night, just after the Leeds-Aston Villa game. I spent the evening pulling my hair out as a Rafinha captainer, never again. The FPL deadline this week is on Saturday at 11am UK time, which is 90 minutes before the Brighton-Liverpool game kicks off the game week. It's a double game week for six teams, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Newcastle, Brighton and Everton. On the schedule today is the Game Week 28 shoutouts, a quick Game Week review, an update of the watchlist ahead of Double Game Week 29, questions answered from Twitter and a look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend as well. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. Shoutouts from Double Gaming 28. No new members to the 59th Minute Club. Just a few notable mentions. Defenders, first of all, Tarek Lamptey was very close, 58 minutes for Brighton. At Southampton, Perro got 57 minutes for a minus one against Aston Villa. And then he was benched in the second game of the double game week. Romero at Tottenham. Tottenham won 5-0. Romero did what he does best, got himself a yellow card. Substitute after 51 minutes for a zero-pointer. So very unlucky if you own Romero. Sessegnon got 45 minutes in that game, but he did get an assist. But he's now injured for a couple of weeks. Probably good news for Regulon, although Mr. Matt Doherty, who is getting a lot of love this week, could end up playing at left wing back as well. On to the midfielders, Hyungman Son, 66 minutes, while Kulisevsky got another 90 minutes. So Son's been taken off quite a few times recently, whereas Kulisevsky seems to be good for the 90. Manchester United assets, Pogba and Alanga got just 63, and Rashford got just 25 minutes from the bench despite Ronaldo not being available Cavani wasn't available either so things are not going too well for Rashford at the moment Jared Bowen unfortunately picked up an injury manages 52 minutes Jota got just 10 for Liverpool and looking at the forwards interestingly at Aston Villa Ings and Watkins both played both matches in the double game week but Ings got back-to-back 70 minute substitutions while Watkins completed 90 minutes in both games. So if you're looking for an Aston Villa striker, it's got to be Ollie Watkins. Vardy played just 60 minutes and he's now injured as well, out for three or four weeks. That's frustrating because I think a lot of us were eyeing him up for game week 30 and beyond with Leicester's double game weeks to come. Plenty of questions on them later. Jimenez disappointingly only played 27 minutes against Crystal Palace, but he got the start in the second game against Watford and got himself on the score sheet. Question marks now, do we keep him or do we sell him? Huang got 60 minutes against Watford, so Huang was actually the closest player to joining the club this game. As always, give me 29, keep an eye on those clocks and tag me in the tweets if you see anyone getting the dreaded substitution. Game week 28 review, played my bench boost, wasn't spectacular, but it was decent. It was 110 points, which got me a green arrow from 12k to 8k, so good to be back inside the top 10k. 
I'd be very happy, you know, to finish the season inside the top 10k, but I've got to try and push on now for that top 1k finish. It's going to be very tricky to get there. If you offered me 8k now and we could finish the season, I would snap your hand off because it's been a very tricky season to navigate with all these postponements and double game weeks. So things are going well. It's it's a funny one because I feel like things haven't been going too well over the past couple of game weeks. You know, the wild card, you know, deciding to play it in game week 26 didn't feel like it was great. But if I look at my rank, it's probably been, you know, been steadily rising slowly over the past few game weeks. So overall, I think it's going to work out all right. And I've still got a triple captain chip and a free hit chip to play as well. So onwards and upwards. The good and the bad. The good, first of all, Coutinho, what a player, what a game week. Wish I captained him. Harry Kane producing the goods again. Saka. One of the good things I did on the wild card was I switched Martinelli to Saka. I also brought in Harry Kane. So that was two good signings on the wild card. Trent did the business as he always does. Jimenez got a goal and the defenders returned a few points. Robertson, Luca Dean and Saiz all got one clean sheet each. The bad, Rafinha captain just six points. So, you know, good to get a green arrow despite captain and Rafinha. Although I was on the bench boost, so you've got to expect some kind of green arrow on the bench boost. Ramsdale, Foster, disappointing. And there was also blanks for Tierney, Salah, Ramsey and Broja. A quick watch list update ahead of the weekend. Players removed, first of all, quite a few. Matt Target have removed because I prefer Fabian Scher from the Newcastle defence. If, if it's a close call, I tend to just go for the cheaper player. So that's why I've removed Target, although I did see him taking lots of set pieces tonight for Newcastle. I've removed Gallagher from the watch list for the first time in quite a while as well because if I'm going to buy a Crystal Palace attacker in the near future, it's going to be Wilfred Zaha. I think he's a better asset at the moment. He's got the penalties. But again, just I don't think anyone's looking to buy Crystal Palace players at the moment because they don't have the double game weeks. Also removed Willock from Newcastle because I prefer Ryan Fraser. Removed a couple of Southampton guys because they were really there just for their double game week. Now that that's passed, don't really have too much interest in buying them. So Armstrong's gone despite getting on the score sheet tonight. Ward Prowse is also gone. Jared Bowen gone because he's injured. Removed the Watford guys as well. Dennis and Saar because they play for Watford. Vardy is gone because he's injured. And St. Maximin as well. Can't rely on him. Often injured. I think it's illness at the moment. So gone from the watch list as well. I think I was buying a Newcastle striker now. It's probably Chris Wood that he's finally got himself off the mark. Players added to the watch list. Amarty at Leicester. I added him when he was 3.8 million. I think he's gone to 3.9 million. It was either, yeah, 3.8 to 3.9. Only reason I've added him is because he's basically the cheapest defender in the game who gets game time. Leicester have a game in game week 30. And they've got three games to rearrange as well. So Amarty really is only a player you're going to buy if you're making two free transfers and you need to free up cash to do so. Uh, even then, he might not be in the team for much longer. So you don't really want to depend on him. He's a player you bring in. If you're trying to buy a Son or a Kane, for example, you get Amarty and you stick him on your bench and, and you might use him in game week 30, for example. John Stones joins the watch list because Ruben Diaz is injured for five or six weeks. Matt Doherty joins the watch list for the first time this season. Did not expect to be adding Doc at any point, but two very impressive performances. I think it was 32 points he scored in the last two game weeks. A goal, three assists, two clean sheets, five bonus points back on the FPL menu. 
Harvey Barnes added to the watch list. I think he's the best Leicester attacker now to go for now that Vardy is injured. They've got lots of double game weeks to come and they've got that good fixture against Brentford in game week 30. Havertz is also added again. Good performance in a double game week. Good to see him get two starts. Seems to be firmly ahead of Lukaku in the pecking order now. So maybe we can go there in the near future. Mares also... Very frustrating. A lot of us got him on free hits a couple of game weeks ago and he got 13 minutes. And of course, he goes and gets a brace against Manchester United. So he's on the watch list because when he plays, he delivers. You know, he's probably Manchester City's top goal scorer this season. He's certainly right up there and, you know, might dip my toe in there again at some point before the end of the season. I think City have got a good run of three or four games at some point between game week 30 and 38. So if the league hasn't been wrapped up by then, Maybe Mares is a player we can go back to. And finally, Ivan Tony hat-trick against Norwich. Two of them were penalties, but he's now got nine goals for the season, which is not too bad for a player that was about 6.5 to begin with. He was in a lot of our teams game week one, and he's making a bit of a case now to come back in. Although, again, more of an enabler, I think, if you're trying to free up cash, maybe... I think a lot of people will sell Jimenez this week, even though he scored to you know to go for the likes of Kulisevsky, Saka, these guys in midfield. So I think uh, Tony is fine because he's got Burnley this week and he's got Leicester in game week 30. Time to tackle some questions from Twitter now. Thanks as always to everyone who sent them in. Lots and lots of Tottenham questions this week. They are the hot team to target. They've got the double game week, decent fixtures, and they've got the fixture now in game week 30 as well. Obviously off the back of a big 5-0 win against Everton. First question is from Josh. Who are the best assets from teams that play twice in double game week 29? And don't blank in game week 30. So Josh here is talking about Tottenham and Arsenal. So I think the main picks, if you don't own them, or if you're a wildcard this week, for example, I think Harry Kane is the first name on a team sheet. I still think Youngman's son is an excellent FPL asset. He's been doing it for years now. And just because Kulisewski has come on the radar, it doesn't mean we should ignore Son. But I just think the price difference is huge between those two. It's four or five million. Kulisevsky's hit the ground running. He's doing the business. And, you know, not going for Son and going for Kulisevsky instead, you can do a lot of other things in the rest of your squad. I think, in hindsight, when FPL Towers were pricing Kulisevsky, he should have been a lot more than six million. He should have been, you know, seven, five or eight, you know, just in case he, he did what he's done in the past couple of game weeks. So for that reason, Kulisevsky feels like a gift that we shouldn't pass up. If you don't have him, I think you should try and bring him in this week. I think he's pretty nailed now. I think he'll play both games. But yeah, Son's still a very good option. And if you're if your budget's not too bad and you can afford it, I still think Son is the better FPL asset, but you've got to take the budget into account. Doherty is a good option at Tottenham as well. I think if you're going for a Tottenham defender, you've got to take the punt on Doherty now. He's not a sure starter. I think he still comes with a lot of risk, but his performances have been good, so it's his place to lose now. So I would say my ideal triple up, you know, if funds were no issue, it's Kane, Son, Doherty, but the nature of the game, we're all skimping for budget. It's probably Kane, Kulisevsky and Doherty is the most affordable trio. Uh, in terms of Arsenal, Saka is obviously the standout option. Lacazette, I still think, is a very good option up front. And then you've got Odegaard and Martinelli as well. So Saka, number one. 
I'd probably just about put Lacazette number two and then Odegaard and Martinelli quite similar in my thinking. I've got Ramsdale and Tierney for this double game week, but I'm not confident of clean sheets in either game. I think it's Leicester and Liverpool, you know, two teams I fancy to score against Arsenal. So I'm more hopeful than expectant of, you know, one clean sheet in the double game for Arsenal. So if you are targeting Arsenal players this week, better, I think, to target the attacking assets. So yeah, Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, Doherty, all really good options. And then Saka really is the standout from Arsenal. Question from Benno. Benno is stuck with Son but wants to buy Kane. Is a Son and Jimenez transfer to Kulisevsky and Kane for a minus four worth it? So a lot of managers are in this scenario. They don't own Kane, they own Son, but they you know agree with me that Kane is the better Tottenham asset to own at the moment. That can change very quickly, but Kane does seem to be on it at the moment. And when we've got Kulisevsky as an alternative to Son, I don't think we need to own Son. So I do like the idea of selling Son and Jimenez despite his goal. I still can't be confident that Jimenez is going to start every game, given that we've seen him bench twice now. Hopefully the goal helps. But I'm certainly open to selling Jimenez, just taking those points and running this week. I think Son and Jimenez to Kulisevsky and Kane is two good transfers. I think it's good even if it's a minus four, because you've got to take into account that Kane is probably going to be the best captain in blank game week 30. He's even a good captaincy candidate this week if you want to go against the crowd and go against Salah. But yes, I would be, if I if I own Son, I think that's what I'd be doing this week. I'd be getting rid of him to get Kane and Kulisevsky would be the one to fund the move. Question from Dave in Guyan. Would you sell Coutinho for Kulisevsky? Now, this is trickier. My answer is no, because you know, just look at what Coutinho's done in the double game week. And I own Coutinho. My my plan before the, the most recent double game week was one of the reasons I didn't buy Reese James last week was to have two free transfers who I could get from Coutinho to Son. Obviously, that has changed now, and I think Kulisevsky is just a much easier transfer. But at the same time, Coutinho has performed really well and I don't want to sell him. I really like Coutinho. You know, he could be a season keeper. So I'm looking at alternative ways to get Kulisevsky rather than Son, which would allow me to keep Coutinho. So that would be my advice. If you've got Coutinho, try and keep him. If you really want Kulisevsky, try and get him another way. If you're snookered, if you've only got one free transfer, if you don't have much cash in the bank, I still think Coutinho to Kulisevsky is okay because Kulisevsky has a double game week. But just be prepared, you know, Coutinho is a player that can certainly punish you. And long term, I still think Coutinho might be the better option than Kulisevsky. So ideally own both of them this week. I think it's just about okay to make the transfer. But yeah, I would find it very hard to sell Coutinho given what he's just done in recent game weeks. So fixtures for Aston Villa as well, just in terms of Coutinho. Next five or six are West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves. Tottenham and Liverpool so on paper the fixtures are not great but I do have you know quite a lot of faith in Aston Villa under Steven Gerrard I think they've been pretty good since he's come in I know they've had a few shaky results in the middle but they seem to have turned the corner now again so yeah for me Coutinho is a hold and, and try to get Kulisewski alongside him question from Ishank which one Spurs player should we pick for the next two game weeks if it's a choice between Doherty and Kulisevsky. So yeah, this is a tricky one, and of course it's team dependent. But if I was on a wild card and I could only pick one of them, I think I would lean towards Kulisevsky. I just think 
in my mind, he's a little bit safer in terms of game time. Now, it's pretty close. Doherty, I think the injury to Sessegnon could be good news for Doherty as well because we know we can play left wing back or right wing back. So there's a little bit less competition. But Doherty, you know, it's easy to forget. He, he's played very little football this season. You know, a lot of Spurs fans don't rate him at all. Maybe they rate him a little bit higher now after the most recent performances. But it just takes one bad performance and Emerson Royale is back in. And it may not even take a bad performance. Maybe in, in the fixture against Manchester United, maybe Conte will want, you know, Emerson Royale to come in and play that one for, for whatever reason. So Doherty, to me, the I think the hype is justified, but mainly because he's so cheap. You can take a punt because he's only 4.7. But I think Kulisevsky has the potential to be the, the better long-term asset. It's a close call. I think both are good options, but Kulisevsky just about shades it for me on what I've seen in recent game weeks. Question from Nick. Is it worth selling someone like Luka Dean or Saiz? Ahead of game week 29 for a Spurs defender, probably Doherty, for the extra fixture in 29, even though Villa and Wolves play in game week 30. My short answer here is yes, because you are getting the extra fixture with a Spurs defender. Now, if you're getting Doherty, you really need him to start all three games to make the transfer worth it, to get the extra fixture. I don't think, you know, all the love this week is for Doherty. I don't think players like Ben Davis, Romero... Uh, Eric Dyer, I don't think these guys should be ignored either. You know, Regulon comes back into the picture now as well with Session injured, although Doherty will still probably compete with him for the left wing back spot. But yeah, I certainly think Dyer is pretty safe. You know, Ben Davis is getting a lot of minutes as well. These guys, if you can't quite afford Doherty and you want to go the safer route, you know, one of my transfer options I'm looking at is it's slightly short of cash for Doherty. So I might have to settle for a Ben Davis or an Eric Dyer, which is not very exciting. But it's still, you're probably going to get the three fixtures out of those guys where there's still some question marks over Doherty. So Doherty, if you can afford it, yes, go for it. I even think, you know, this is the season of hits. I even think selling a size for a Doherty for a minus four could easily pay off. So I, I wouldn't be against that either. Look at Dean, I wouldn't be as quick to sell him because, you know, I rate Aston Villa more highly than I do Wolves at the moment. Uh, and Dean's got more attack and threat than size. But yeah, still selling... Selling Dean for a free transfer for a Doherty or, or another Tottenham defender, I think is absolutely fine as well. It also frees up a little bit of cash that you can use for future transfers. Next question is from FPL Composer. With Spurs and Arsenal doubling in Game Week 29, playing in Game Week 30 and having good fixtures going forward, are big hits like minus 8s and minus 12s justifiable if it's single Game Week players with poor fixtures? For example, Aston Villa or teams blanking in game week 30 that are being sold. Yeah, I think they are. Like I said, it's it's the season of big hits because of the crazy fixture schedule that we have. We've never had this before. Double game weeks every week. It's It's been crazy. And we've seen people take, in recent game weeks, minus 20, minus 24, minus 28. And they've come out with 100 plus game weeks and huge green arrow. So this is the season, if you're someone like me and you traditionally don't take too many points hits, You've got to be a lot more open to them because that's the FPL landscape we're playing in at the moment. Next season, hopefully it's going to be a lot more normal and we won't have to take these big hits. But certainly, if you've got Deadwood, if you've got useless assets with bad fixtures, don't be afraid to take the hits for these guys with double game weeks. And game and, and in particular, if they've got a double game week this week and they've got a game in game week 30 and you're not planning to use a free hit chip, then absolutely a minus four. It's not really a minus four. It's, it's basically a free transfer if you're getting an extra fixture out of the player. So yeah, 
be aggressive. I mean, we're getting towards the end of the season anyway. You may as well go for it. What have you got to lose apart from the mini league? Question from FPL Jugs. If you owned Reese James, would you hold as he's due back in game week 31? Or would you sell him on? And if so, who would you sell him for? So the most recent information from Simon Johnson on Twitter earlier was the Reese James injury could be anything from five days to two weeks. So it's we don't really know what the situation is. And when we don't know what the situation is, I always think it's best to sell. You can always get him back later. Even when he does come back, let's say he comes back in seven days' time or ten days' time, doesn't mean he's going to go straight back into the team. Especially now when he's come back, he's got injured, they're probably going to be a bit more careful with him. Maybe they'll protect him for the Champions League and stuff like that. So Reese James, if you own him, I think you sell him. And another factor is so many teams have double game week. So I would just try and capitalise, take the 18 points and run and get yourself a double game week player and hopefully do something similar. So best options, obviously Trent if you don't own him and you've got some cash. Robertson, probably next best. Doherty, who I mentioned, great pick. Great punt. The other option, if you have Reese James, and in particular if you've got two free transfers, or if you if you are taking a few hits, you could move the Reese James cash, which is about six million, and you could turn it into a Saka or a Kulisevsky. I think those two are really good options this week. I would probably favour Saka because I think he's more secure long term in terms of ninety minutes every week. He's on fire. Uh, so yeah, Saka just shades Kulisevsky. If you're trying to decide between those two this week. So yeah, lots of options for Reese James replacements. And I would sell them because it's there's uncertainty there. Question from Seamus. Jota or Diaz to fill my Bowen spot in midfield. So yeah, Bowen, another player I think you've got to sell. David Moyes was speaking again tonight after the Europa League game. There's uncertainty there as well. They're not really sure how serious the injury is. Certainly not going to be back today or tomorrow. So I think you've got to sell Bowen as well. Jota or Diaz wouldn't be overly keen on either because Mane, Salah, Firmino, Jota, Diaz, five players for three spots. You know, the math doesn't really work there. That's why I went Robertson. Feels much better. Trent, Robbo, Salah, rather than having the headache like last week of Jota getting 10 minutes, that could be Diaz this week. So yeah, I would probably avoid both of those players. If I was forced to buy one, I think Diaz has looked brilliant in recent game weeks. But again, game time just puts me off both. I would probably look elsewhere for a more secure starter from another team. Question from Ugly Wolf. How many and which Leicester assets do we need for the upcoming game weeks? I don't think we need any. I know they've got a good fixer in game week 30. I know they've got three double game weeks to come, but they have been pretty terrible this season. And, you know, no player or no team is ever essential. We've seen it, you know, earlier in the season, everyone got Everton assets for a double game week. Everyone got Watford assets for a double game week. Burnley assets for a double game week. We all know how that ended, and it could be exactly the same with Leicester. Leicester do have some decent options, at least, though, that are better than likes of, of Josh King and Vought Veghorst. So Harvey Barnes, who I mentioned earlier, he's probably the only one I'm going to even come close to buying. That's if I go there at all. I'm probably just going to wait until we know when and you know how the double game week fixtures shake out for Leicester. For example, if they got back-to-back double game weeks, then it's much easier to take a punt on someone like Harvey Barnes. But we need to see Madison back in the team. We need to see him fit. We need to see him fire. And I don't think we can go there just yet. If we're going for a Leicester asset now for the Burnley fixture and for game week 30 against Brentford, 
it's got to be Harvey Barnes. I think he picked up an assist tonight in Europe as well. Played about 70 or 80 minutes. Tielemans probably on penalties now that Vardy is out. But he plays too deep for my liking. And I think there's lots and lots of exciting midfield options in FPL at the moment. So you're not going to be going for Tielemans. Up front, Daka, Iheanacho, probably going to share game time. So that puts me off those as well. So yeah, for me, it's Harvey Barnes really or no one. There's a related question here from John F. Morrison. Who are the best Leicester defensive assets to bring in? And I think it's, I think Schmeichel's the only one, really. If you're looking for a goalkeeper, I think you go Schmeichel just because you've got the three extra fixtures. Does that mean he's going to outscore the likes of you know good goalkeepers like Josie Sa, Aaron Ramsdale, all these guys? Maybe not. So maybe just stick with what you have and you forego the Leicester defence as well. Amarty's cheap. Probably loses his place soon when Johnny Evans comes back. Thomas has been playing... Uh, you know, Pereira, Castagna will come back at some point. James Justin's in now the team. Soyuncu's probably the only safe one of the back four, and you don't really want him as an FPL asset. You know, more likely to get a yellow card than anything else. So, yeah, defensively, I think it's Schmeichel or no one. And then an attack for me, it's Harvey Barnes. So, those are the only two I think I'll consider. But I think a lot of managers will end up just avoiding Leicester because they have been pretty poor. And there's, there tends to be quite a bit of rotation in that team as well. Even Harvey Barnes, you know, Lookman could come in. You know, he doesn't always play 90 minutes, so he's not overly attractive. But I think he's he's returned in each of his last six starts, I think. So when he is on the pitch, he has been pretty effective. Final question is from FPL Allegiance. Is Game Week 30 worthy of a free hit? If you can only field six or seven players... Or would it be better used later in the season for a big double game week? I hear game week 36 is projected to be a big one. Yeah, game week 36 is projected to be a big double game week. The question is, if you've got six, seven, eight players for game week 30, it's not, not a matter of quantity of players, it's quality of players. You, you, could have, you could have eight players for game week 30, but you could have useless ones. You could have three Brentford guys you know, a couple of Wills guys and you're missing the key assets. If, you're, if you've got six or seven, you really need to have, you know, Kane, probably another Spurs player, a couple of Arsenal guys, maybe a Rafinha, although I don't know why I'm even saying that after what I witnessed tonight. One goal, one assist in his last 10 games. But you get my drift. You, you want to have quality, a quality six or seven rather than a useless six or seven. And if you can... Get to seven or eight, and, and you've got decent options. And mainly, if you've got a good captain, most likely Harry Kane, then I would keep the free hit chip for a big double game week. I think it's more fun, number one. I think it could be more powerful because with only four fixtures in the blank game week 30, it could be a damn squib, could be a very low average scoring game week, and you could regret using the free hit chip. You know, a lot of the fixtures in that week are hard to call anyway. You know, the likes of Villa, Arsenal, Wolves, and Leeds. We don't know how these games are going to go. So yeah, I would you know get to seven or eight, have a good captain, take a red arrow if you get a red arrow, and then hopefully get a big green arrow when you play the free head chip in a big double game week. Moving on now to captaincy and transfers for double game week 29. Captaincy, first of all, I think it's got to be a double game week player this week. In short, I think it's got to be Mohamed Salah this week against Brighton and Arsenal. Two away fixtures, but it's Mohamed Salah. It's Liverpool. It's a double game week. We know what he did in the last one. Those of us who are going to triple captain him this weekend, we hope he does something similar. He's, he's certainly not going to score 84 points for us. 
but hopefully you can get about 50 or 60 to take back some of the pain of not doing it last time. So yeah, I think Salah is the standout captaincy option this week. I don't think it's a week to overthink it, although Trent is always an option if you fancy it. Uh, just ask the Trent captainers from the week where Salah got the 84, what that felt like, and that might put you off. Harry Kane is on fire at the moment. Tottenham play Manchester United and Brighton. I think that's two away games as well. Kane is an option, especially if you are maybe chasing your mini league or you're down the rankings. Maybe you could go against Salah and hope Harry Kane outscores him. Son, Kulisevsky are options, but you're getting into differential territory there. And likewise, Saka, Lacazette, differentials against Leicester and Liverpool. So yeah, Salah, triple captain for me this game week, 100%. Not going to overthink it. Should have triple captained him when he had the better fixtures, but obviously I played my wild card that week, so I couldn't. And I'm just hoping he turns up and delivers something in this double game week. Harry Kane will be my vice captain. In terms of transfers, I've got two free transfers. My first thoughts before... Raul Jimenez scored tonight where to sell Jimenez for Ivan Tony, in order to fund Jacob Ramsey up to Kulisevsky. So that would have been a shift to five strong midfielders. Watching Villa tonight, I was watching Jacob Ramsey very closely when I wasn't shouting at the TV at Rafinha. And Ramsey was quite deep, you know, didn't break into the box too much. Uh, and I just, I just think there's so many good options in midfield at the moment. I feel like Ramsey is taking up one of those when it could be taken by someone better. I've also got a Villa triple up in Dean, Coutinho and Ramsey. So I feel like I don't need Ramsey at the moment. And I really want to get Kulisewski. Just really like watching him recently. I think he's a gift and I want to join the party. So the reason I went for Tony or, or, or I'm thinking about going for Tony is there's not many options up front. You know, St. Maximum was on my mind. Chris Wood's an option, but one of the games is Chelsea and then they don't play in game week 30. Whereas Tony this week, he's got Burnley, good fixture, then Leicester in game week 30, good fixture for attackers. He's one of the best penalty takers in the world. So that is the reason there. I'd probably play him these two weeks and then bench him game week 31. Uh, now that Jimenez has scored and started, part of me thinks maybe I should just keep him because the next two fixtures are good. It's Everton and Leeds, two pretty poor teams defensively. So maybe... Just hold out a little bit longer for him with Jimenez, even though I don't really want to. And in that scenario, to get Kulisevsky for Ramsey, I could do. I could get Ben Davis from Tottenham. I think he's four point four by selling Saiz or Luka Dean. Now the problem there is I've got zero point zero million in the bank. I think I've got zero point zero million in the bank to sell Saiz. So if I wait until Friday night, which I'm going to because I want to get the press conference news before I make any transfers, I'd probably be forced to sell Luka Dean rather than Saiz. Saiz. I would rather sell Saiz, but if I have to sell Luka Dean, it's not the end of the world, because I'm starting Tierney, Trent and Rob this weekend anyway. So, pretty set on turning Ramsey into Kulisevsky. The question is, do I do it by selling Jimenez, or do I do it by selling Luka Dean or Saiz? So that's one for me to chew on on Friday night. Just looking ahead as well, uh, what I might do for Game Week 30 to get to 11 players, I think a lot of people will do this, sell Salah for one game we can get Son for the West Ham game and then go back to Salah from Son the following game week. You know, it, it is two free transfers, it's a bit luxurious and I'm sure something will pop up between now and then it will stop us from doing it, but that's just some early thoughts. I am open to the idea of Salah to Son 
and then back to Salah for I think it's Watford in game week 31 for Liverpool so obviously going to want to have him to captain him for that fixture but I'm looking good no matter what I do this week I should be able to get to 11 players for game week 30 without taking any hits. Before I go I want to mention the competition which I've been running on Twitter to support my local GA club Neve Connell back in Ireland for whom my brother niece and nephew all play for. If you fancy one and two tickets for Arsenal versus Leeds in May, visit neveconnelldraw.ie and enter FPL General when buying your ticket and you'll be entered into a separate draw for the match tickets and one night accommodation in London. That website is n-a-o-m-h-c-o-n-a-i-l-l-draw.ie or just go to my Twitter page and you'll find a link to it. Any support there is much appreciated. I'm looking forward to seeing who wins the trip to London. The deadline to enter is the Game Week 29 deadline this Saturday. So if you want to enter that, get into it before the deadline on Saturday. I'll leave it there for this week. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general or just Google FPL general Patreon and you'll find it. For the price of a coffee a month, you can support a guy living his dream. Best of luck for the Double Game Week, folks, and I'll talk to you again next week to preview Blank Game Week 30. Enjoy your weekend. The Athletic.